You're listening to the team Top Figure Podcast. Your one-stop shop for entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and motivation. What's going on, everybody? Did you know you're an average of the five closest people to you? Yes, you're an average of those five. One of the hardest things to do at the beginning is to get around like-minded people, people that want to see you win, people that are also winning, mixing with them, exchanging information. Well, we just changed the game. Introducing the daily meetup, where we meet up every single day, Monday to Friday, for an hour. We're going to talk about your goals. We're going to talk about accountability. We're going to hold everybody accountable. We're also doing a book club. We're going to be reading the same book. Imagine reading the same book with everybody, knowing the same chapters, knowing what's going on. Go to thedailymeetup.com. Again, that's thedailymeetup.com. You can try it for a dollar, right? Just a dollar. Come join us for a week. If you don't like it, you leave. If you like it, you stay. You're more than likely going to stay because you got to be around the right people. So I'll see you on the other side. Go to thedailymeetup.com and join us. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Top Figure podcast. This is episode number 36. And today we're, we're having a special guest here. He's a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple companies. And we're really going to get deep here because he founded unique companies that not a lot of people do, right? But he leveraged these companies through connections, through networking, and positioning himself to become an investor and numerous of other things. So without further ado, I want to wel- welcome Chris on the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guys. So, so let's get right into it. Right. Um, before we start, right. I want people to have a little bit background on you. Like how'd you get started? Why entrepreneurship? Uh, why'd you start a valet business out of every, anything, you know, cause you see valet businesses, it's not the sexiest business to start, right? It's not like an online but it's not like the hot trending thing that everybody's talking about so let's start with that one and we'll get into your dental businesses and things like that so why specifically that business well it's interesting because you know not every opportunity do you seek out mm. sometimes it seeks you out right mm-hmm. and i think that what's important is having uh you know that internal peace that internal drive that recognition that i can make impact mm-hmm. i can do something maybe i can do something better uh, than in in that space, uh, maybe do it better than someone else. Mm-hmm. So how I fell into the valet space, you know, was actually just going to school, going to college. Okay. I was working part time for another valet company, mm-hmm. and at 21, you know, we always think we know everything. I thought I could do it better. Yeah. I saw gaps in the market, and I saw areas that I could leverage. Um, I basically took what everyone identified as a parking attendant, mm-hmm. and I said, "This business is actually about hospitality." So I focused on this piece here, and I, I basically took what I saw everybody doing here. And I leveraged against it to say I'm going to be different. That's why my name is different than every other company's. Mm-hmm. My name doesn't talk about valet in it. Uh, and that was a strategic play. So mm-hmm. uh, I got into that space young. I learn as you go. And uh, learned a lot in the last you know 12 years that we've been in business. But what I do know, it's all about those simple principles about hard work, execution, showing up every day, and the partnerships and relationships that you establish along the way. Mm-hmm. That are whether they're advantageous for you in the short term or if they're just or, you're, or, or they're just important relationships to have in general. It's not always about the short term. It's not always about quick money. It's about partnerships. Makes it's sense. about relationships, right? And when those are relationships, my mentor actually said this the other day. Um, he talked about networking not only for your own personal interest, but just being a good, kind human being in general. Mm-hmm. And then when people see through to you who you truly are, then everything, then all those doors of opportunity open, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, one thing for me, you know, hindsight is, is 2020. As I look back 12 years from now, in the midst of COVID, 
I had huge reflection of where I stand as a business leader, um, where my businesses are, what things we needed to do to shift to be able to put ourselves and leverage ourselves and to be in the right place. Um, and what I recognize is that those partnerships are just huge. And, and if you, and you really want to put yourself in that great position for long term, that's Make, the key. Makes so, sense. That's how you first started. Okay, so from that space to also getting into the dental space, those are two complete opposite business. So what was like that transition from that to owning multiple dentists? And your wife is actually the dentist there. So how did that transition happen and how is it like being business with your partner too? It was interesting. So uh, coming from the hospitality background, you know, the way I look at business is a really global approach. Mm -hmm. I think business is universal because your practices are, are really about the core of business. It's not about, oh, I need to, I'm going to build this water bottle so I do it this way. We all have simple principles of how we function and operate in business, right? So my, my wife's a dentist. We got married. She worked uh, for a corporate practice. She worked for a private practice. And then, you know, there was a strategic play to say, hey, let's go ahead and by our own practice because I think that we have a perfect formula. My wife with the clinical experience and expertise, my, you know, at that stage we were about eight or nine years into business experience and, and I, you know, I felt like I'd learned enough to be able to positively impact that market. So we went in and we bought our first practice and, and I had a vision to, uh, you know, we had this moment like, hey, here's another opportunity that's very similar to the valet space. A lot of dental practices that are private practices are owned by dentists that are clinicians. They don't go to a business school. They don't necessarily have in-depth business experience. So I said, hey, we've got this combination of the two. We've both got the drive. We've, you have your expertise, I have my experience. I don't wanna say I'm an expert in business at that stage. Uh, we all learn as we go, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we bought our first practice the second year. We bought another one. We ended up looking into buying a third one, decided it wasn't the right fit. Uh, great space. How is it? And it's so much different, hospitality and healthcare. They're so much different. And I've been humbled along the way as I got into that space. I recognized it's different here. And it was great because I could have, a, like I said, a good global understanding and approach about business. Right. So you have, uh, you know, what it takes to be an entrepreneur, that grit. What would you say was one of like the, you know, one, one moment in your you know entrepreneurship journey that was a moment of like, you know, weakness for you where you were like you know hey this is is this going the right way because ultimately all of us as entrepreneurs we face you know ups and downs and that grit is so important to have as an entrepreneur what would you say is a moment that you were like you know hey is this is this going to work out for me is this going to be you know do i have what it takes you know to take it to the next level it's an interesting question mm -hmm. i think i feel very fortunate and blessed that i don't feel i ever had any doubt even though the times were hard mm -hmm. i was so narrowly focused to my benefit at that time, I was so narrowly focused on the objective each day that I wasn't distracted by what if. Uh, I think that's the best way that I can answer that question. I didn't. I just was always on the go. I was always moving, always looking for new opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I think there were some partners along the way that recognized that hustle and respected it along the way. So I feel fortunate that I didn't have that, that self-limiting belief. That's awesome. And that's really what it takes, like yeah. the mindset to be able to just like any situation 
is really just like you know a blessing and it's like anything even a failure <clears throat> is going to take you to is going to really allow you to look back and say okay how did i do this wrong how what can i do right Man, you know you got to say that again yeah like the failure is the biggest opportunity to grow because yes. when we are winning we are on a high and we do not evaluate what we've done what we've done when you fail you are humbled and that's when we evaluate that's the time when we grow i have a poster on my wall in my office that says sometimes you win and sometimes, sometimes you learn you mm -hmm. learn that, you that's lose. awesome to have that straight like that's, mindset. that's super important because like i think now with everything going on we just want to win right away right we want to win much faster than we should because the process is success is you just failed multiple times but every time you fail you learn something from it you don't just fail and some someone said if i start if you take away everything i have right now and i start with zero i still have the experience and the knowledge and that's like the most important part because someone more experienced than you could literally duplicate what they've done right over again because they know every step and they know exactly what's going to happen what hurdle they're going to overcome and that's how i think business is and being in the space of being in the hospitality space that's one of the hardest industries to be in right dealing with customers making sure consumers are happy dealing with margins and all these things so how do you deal with all that it's all about mindset mm -hmm. uh this is one of the big things in hospitality not everyone's cut out for hospitality you have to be willing to serve yeah and that has to be at your core it's not a learned trait you have to be humble enough to be able to serve in every setting for every individual with every personality and you have to be able to adapt to different types of personalities in hospitality we see people come from all around the world all around the country they all come from different backgrounds they come from different communities they come from different metropolitan areas and they all come with their own flavor right so you have to be able to learn how to adapt to those people but at its core hospitality is about giving and it's about serving people and and I, another thing that I feel blessed about is that I, I've, I feel I have that. I actually have significant passion for hospitality because I love to serve. I love to serve my partners, my people, the people that work with me, my team. And um, I feel like that's really one thing that, again, gives me that global perspective about what business truly is about. Now, I'm learning, right? I'm young in my, in my entrepreneurial career, but I feel, I feel, again, blessed to have the awareness and know that over time here, things are going to take shape. And that's where we can make significant impact. And how would you say the overall climate is for an aspiring entrepreneur? Like, what is, do you think that it's the best time to be alive? Or does you think it's the, you know, it's, it's difficult? Is it, you know, challenging in this space, in, in this day and age? I think right now on March 16th, if that's the date, yep. is one of the most opportunistic moments that a person is going to find in the next decade. Why? Say that again for the It day. is so opportunistic <laughs> right now because we've come out of COVID. Yep. And businesses are starting to open up. But right now, if you act, you have the attention of the audience because businesses are slower. People are kind of waiting. There's a lot of uncertainty. But if you come into the marketplace now, you could have, been do you could have done it a little bit sooner. But you've got such an opportunity in the next few months that you can really shape, shake things up. And you also don't have any fear. A lot of businesses are Fearful. fearful they're holding cash they're not getting creative they're just waiting they're going to try to go back to what worked before let me tell you how business was done pre-covid is no longer it will not be the same business will be done different so anyone who wants to jump into their business career don't just kind of oh i want to get this part-time jump jump because if you jump 
is the only time you'll be able to get creative. There's a book. Damon John has a book. It's called The Power of Broke. Yeah. yeah. That's a really and if good book. I didn't even, I have it. I haven't read it yet. But if you just think <laughs> about that simple principle, yep. if you're broke, what are you going to do? If you have the hunger, yeah. you're going to get creative. You're going to get creative. And you're going to not be comfortable. And we all know where we grow in a state of, of being dis uncomfortable, right? That's true. And I think that's the most important thing because when, you're, when you have less, you f always figure out how to do more. And especially when you have more and you've done everything, you kind of feel like sometimes like a how should I say this? Sometimes you feel crippled because you, you're scared to make the right, the wrong move. You're like, okay, I have all these things now. I have all these resources. Maybe I should wait, you know? And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're like pushing off right now. It's COVID is just about to end right now. Vaccines coming out. Things are opening up. Everyone's like, let me see what everybody else is doing, right? Let me just wait on it. When this is the time you should be going all out, being the most known, being out there because once everything gets back to normal, the noise is not the same, Correct. right? You're on the same level as everybody else. So this is the time to make the most amount of noise, do the most amount of marketing, making sure you get you get known as an authority in your industry. Well, one thing that I personally did uh, for our businesses is that we just stayed engaged the whole time. And we, we, we stayed engaged, really well connected in, in all of these spaces, healthcare, hospitality. I've tried to talk to as many people as I can because I want to understand how they're thinking because they, we are all our own consumers, mm -hmm. right? So our thought process is also going to kind of dictate consumer behavior if you have a, a wide enough understanding and perspective. So I just try to stay engaged. And what I've found is through this process of being engaged in this last year, I've always maintained relevancy, right? So going back to that same point, if you get in now, you're gonna be you're gonna be in that conversation. If you try to catch up at that moment, a perfect example is when the mask thing was such a big deal. No one could find PPE. No one could find masks. Yeah. But guess what? The people that were prepared didn't have an issue. Yeah. Right? They had a little bit of st supply, and they were able to. They were relevant. They were still. They were in front of the game. If you try to get in when it's when it's too fast, it's hard to hang on then. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing because most of your businesses are retail and you know they're not online we all of our businesses are online so a lot of your business actually got affected by covid and you were able to find a way to just ride it out right you were able to find out a way to still you know thrive still like be successful at it while a lot of other people took a really big hit so what were some things you did to make sure that you know the doors are still open uh you're still figuring out different ways to get customers if it's not this way it's this way right i recognize i had the attention i had the ability to create captive capture attention where before i didn't have as much ability just you know hospitality for example we're all busy we're in events everything's crazy busy we've the economy's been great things are rolling well, when everything slows down and shuts down, let's make it personal. Let's talk. Let's have coffee. Let's do a Zoom and just talk about how you're feeling. And not making it, a, it's not a sales pitch. It's a bit about being a human, right? Because that is, the partnerships that we establish in our network is really who we engage with on a day-to-day -day basis. We could have a customer or a consumer come in and we want to, we want to make them feel so great. But there might be just a one-time customer. Maybe they're repeat, but it's the people that we work with and surround ourselves with on a regular basis that we need to be support system, mm. right? How can we help each other? What do you have going on personally, professionally? How's your family? So I took that opportunity to try to connect with as many people as I could. And I went through this process of kind of regretting that I didn't do that more 
earlier in my career, but then I recognized, well, at least at this point, I can say humbly, I have credibility. I know where I stand. I have a little bit of experience. So I can speak the language appropriately. I didn't have to fake it, right? Because I don't, now I can speak that, truly speak that language. So I just tried to stay engaged and be there for people. And, you know, that, but at the same time, it was one of the hardest things for me personally as a leader. I didn't have a lot of answers for my team mm. because what we weren't, we didn't know how long this was going to take. And tough, yeah, yeah really know, really know. And that just leads on to our next thing, especially like in the Midwest, right? There isn't too much, like there's a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of different people doing cool stuff, but it's such like different gaps in between like everybody there's a group here it's like the gaps are so big that we're not connected and that's what one thing we're really trying to achieve here is connect different entrepreneurs and make sure like everyone's exchanging information conversations yeah conversations and there's an abundance here in minneapolis right especially what happened over the summer how a lot of corporate the most of five uh fortune 500 corporations are here and there isn't really like a big entrepreneur community like engagement that's together established yeah well-established organization or group yes Mm -hmm. so like what moving on to like after covid and when things are and now that people see okay i can go out of business that quick right so it's super important that i'm connected with the right people that i know the right person that i know this person does online stuff this person does that how do we make something like that in the Twin Cities or like how could those conversations get started? Got to be about it, not just mm-hmm. talk about it, right? And it takes action. And we all have responsibility as leaders and entrepreneurs because we're not going to make this political. But we know that the political leaders aren't going to do it for us. It happens on the ground level. That's where change happens, within the home, within the community. So we have to bring, we have to all come together. Someone has to take the first step. A group of individuals need to take the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some exciting new things coming out, especially like, you know, just us as all individuals. And the reason why we have these podcasts is just so we can like create a dialogue with as much entrepreneurship in the, in the Twin Cities and across the world that, you know, the underserved communities can get, you know, an, a perspective, a different type of perspective that's not really talked about. That's not really, you know, um, portrayed, you know, and like you said, like the political movement, you know, it's sad to say a lot of the political leaders don't really reach out to or do enough within our uh, local communities. So you're right. It's up to us to really create and start to shift that narrative. So, man, I'm excited for what's going to come out Minnesota. Like we're going to we're going to really create a shift here in our hometown, you know. So, yeah, yeah. we just need to take the necessary steps. 100%, yeah. And the necessary steps are important. But the next most important thing is people need to be speaking about these things, right? People need to be connecting with each other. And I think there's something that's like um, in Atlanta and New York and all the Cali and all these other places, a lot of entrepreneurs, there's an abundance mindset. Like I'm not taking from your plate, you're not taking from my plate, let's all bring whatever we have to the table. And we kind of don't have that energy here. And then one thing that, that's the one thing- People are secluded. Yeah, that's one thing we want to start creating. It's like, how do we not have people have that fear mindset like nobody's taking from you there's more than enough to go around for everybody we got to have that abundance mindset so how should people really switch their mindset to the abundance side of things because i'm pretty sure right now most of your business you have a lot of competitors right you have the, we all have competition yeah. business, right yep. it's that differentiating factor and it comes that all comes down to our core 
of who we are and what we do. What kind of and going back to the conversations. So what can we do to shift that mindset? It take you know what it takes? It takes deliberate action. It takes deliberate steps. It doesn't just happen by thinking about it. You can watch a video and be motivated, but until you actually take until you take action and literally sit down and take that and make that part of your being, well then it won't and until you do that, nothing's gonna change. Right? So it's like anything that we do. You say you want to you want to go you're hungry, you need to get up and get food. It's the same as shifting your mindset. You need to speak tent spend time on it. You need to meditate. You need to un, you need to take everything out that's inside your mind and evaluate it. And you need to say, "Okay, this is what serves me and here I'll, here's how I can serve people." So it takes a deliberate action. You have to do that. Now, what's the formula to do that? The challenge is different for everybody. So it takes soul searching. It takes soul searching. And you got to I feel like be honest with yourself that's one thing that is super hard for entrepreneurs to do because being brutally honest with yourself is one of the best things you can do for yourself long right? term long term like foundationally if yeah if you're not at the place you want to be and if you're not at the place you're happy with now with instagram you it's so easy to get gassed up by other people right people congratulating you when you really don't feel like you actually accomplished something but to the other people's eyes they're like wow this you, you're crushing it man congrats and sometimes that gets to people's head and mm -hmm. they think they're at a place they're really not so like in terms of you said long term how do you stay honest with yourself and brutally honest with yourself because it's, it's valuable for you long term right yeah it, it, the thing is it's different for everybody right the way that I, I'm 34. I've been in business for 13 years. I've learned a lot in those 13 years. And what I've learned as I continue to get into business, I've recognized there's a lot I don't know. The more I get in, the more I recognize I don't know. And I think that's the humbling piece is trying to understand that. So uh, tell me the question again. Pretty much like being brutally honest with yourself and how it helps you long term. Yeah, so you have to, you, you really gotta identify who you wanna be how you want to impact and what's your purpose like what's your why and you have to truly identify that not really what your why is for today because that's short term right that's so short-lived you need to have a lo good long-term understanding like okay 10 or 20 years down the road who do I want to be what have I wanted to create how do I want to influence and impact that's challenging for someone that's young yeah because it doesn't actually your mind doesn't concept you you don't actually conceptualize that right you don't actually sometimes your mind doesn't even go there you can't see it yeah, yeah. so you, what you need to recognize i think part of the way to answer this question is recognize the opportunity that you have that's in front of you within your own network within your own strengths who you are and how you can leverage that for good right so recognizing identifying that and then find a place that you're passionate about it because if you're not passionate about something, it's not gonna fall flat. I've had multiple businesses that I've closed. Why? Because I recognized I wasn't passionate about it. And if I'm not passionate in this space, there's no point in being in it. Yeah. So recognize, find that for your own internal. So, I mean, everyone can say, there's no perfect instruction. That's the hardest thing. It takes soul searching, it takes, but it takes deliberate action. Facts, that's powerful, that's deep. And it's like so much people don't get it, you know, through their head where they're like, how do I start? We get this question so much on Instagram. Like everybody messages us like, how do I get started? Or I need some motivation to get started. I need some, you know, uh, like they. that's the most common question. And really it just takes that deliberate action. It just takes that soul searching of like, 
what do you want? Do you really want it bad? Do you really want to, you know, like Elon Musk said it on Clubhouse. He said it really. He said, if you need motivation, you, you don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Like, just don't be an entrepreneur, you know, and it's just that simple. It's like if you need that constant drive, that constant motivation, that constant like seeking of, of you know, like asking somebody like, do, do what do I need to do to start? It's like just you might as well just not start. You know? the, the, and and we we, you know, we don't want to ever be negative, right? Exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. how taxing it is to be an entrepreneur and yeah. one who's got his hands or her hands in a lot of different things, it taxes you financially, mentally, physically. It impacts your relationships with everybody. You will lose friends that you thought were serving you, um, and success is a lonely road. Yeah, it's a very lonely road, and that's the reality of 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 entrepreneurship and and successes be there's a lot of evolution along the way and when you have a circle of that's and this is where the circle of influence comes in mm-hmm. your circle of influence is so critical I and mean, everyone talks about this right but it's so ter- terribly true that you I don't want to make it about money but if you take advice from someone who's buying a Toyota Corolla but you're trying to be on a Bentley budget like that whole formula, you got to understand who you're taking advice from. If you want to get somewhere, you need the right people around you. But at the same time, you're going to have to level up along yeah. the way. And in leveling that up along the way, there's relationships that are impacted. Yeah. And that's hard because it becomes personal. So there are times when you have to, you know, get rid of some friends that don't serve you any longer that are stuck in a different mindset. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Believe it. I mean, the car looks great. The person in dr- driving the car inside, they look great. But how do they feel inside? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reality. We can say it is what it is. There's plenty of ups and downs. Absolutely. But if you've got it in you, you've got that fire, and you're able to find something and bring it within and hold it tight, that that's what you do, and that's what drives and fuels you. Really knowing why you want, you know, what you truly want. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going for? But the trade-off there is this, that all it's worth it. It is. It's and it's it. not worth it monetarily. Mm-hmm. It's worth it based upon the impact mm-hmm. and the yeah. people that you can influence and the people that you can lift up. And when you have the ability to help someone, give them a job, when you have the ability to buy someone a car so they can drive to that job, job. that's that's where it's all worth it. That's true legacy. That's because at the end of the day, we're all in this for legacy. Like we are all, you know, not to get a lot, very gloomy on everybody, but we're all gonna pass away one day. But it's like, how do you want to be known as like this guy who was who created so much impact and was able to change this amount of people's lives? That's what we're all going for. It's like we really want to be known for a very long time, and it's like that's what we truly do. Impact. For. Impact. Can we shift over. the conversation? Yeah. Can we start shifting the conversation to some yeah. things that are challenging? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we do that right here today. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. This what this is all about I mean, it, so we all we know the social situation mm-hmm. yeah and those conversations need to continue to come up because it's not going away this time yeah 100 percent. so we as leaders i mean we talked about this a little bit we as leaders have a responsibility mm-hmm. again we cannot rely on those that are leading us in the government or on the local city level on the on the county level maybe that's actually not their job but we have access we have a voice we have the ambition drive we have the connections in the network we better put it to use. Yeah. Because we can talk about it. And why we were talking about this and then maybe I'll just kind of get it, get into it mm-hmm. and this might piss some people off, but it's okay along the process there are plenty of people that are hurt. Absolutely. But if you're able to hurt if people are hurt along the way and you're looking to make change for good, then so be it. The conversations need to happen on the social side of things. Mm-hmm. And 100%. And, and I think and I think with the conversations happening too, I think the most important thing is number 1 
everyone has it, everyone having a common understanding of what the goal is, right? Correct. Because you can bring a lot of powerful people together, but if everybody has a different vision, it's never going to go anywhere. And everyone will always have their own personal interests. Exactly. exactly. And, and they'll have their own bias to the program because we all have come from different places. Exactly. We so need to I, humble ourselves. Exactly. And that is a big issue, right? When you become, when you get some form of success, right? Some form of status, you've accomplished a lot. Every room you walk into, it's hard to humble yourself because you say, my catalog speaks for itself. But when it is for a bigger vision, people should be uh, able to come along and everyone gets along to get to the next level, right? So I think that's what a lot of things that happen here in the Twin Cities is the Minnesota nice thing where, you know, on the outside they give that nice and behind closed doors it's a different story. So because how you can combat that is you don't make it about you. Your success isn't your own, per it shouldn't be about your own personal success. Mm -hmm. I would much rather, like for me personally, and this isn't to toot my own horn, right? I am not the face of my brands because I want my brand to be what's recognized and respected. I'm just help fuel that, right? It's the brand that, and it, it's the people that respect, I mean, there's, and, not, and, and every business is different, right? Because yeah. some people's business is built off of their personal brand. Yeah. But if it's not about us and it's about the impact that we can make, within our team and on the community level. That's the key. Going back to the whole diversity inclusion thing we were talking earlier. I get personally offended when corporate businesses just check the box on diversity inclusion and they don't actually make change. change. They don't actually take the necessary steps to create change. It's and there's, and there's this whole, there's just like a business. Yeah. This social situation is gonna have a life cycle. And we're in the infant stages because nothing is changing. Tupac had a song in 1992 called Changes. It speaks the same exact thing today, 30 years later. It's crazy. And if we don't do anything about it, it's going to be the same in 30 years. So we need to almost, we could almost treat this like a business plan. What's the first step? Who's involved? Who are the resources for step two and step three and step four? And it's going to take years. And it's going to take years. It's not going to just change overnight. It's not going to just change this summer. It's just not. Right. And that's that's a really great point you bring up because as being black founder, especially in the entrepreneurship lane, it's very difficult, right? You we get less funding, you get less opportunities, less closed doors, but that shouldn't be an excuse. It's like, okay, we gotta work ten times harder just to get the same results, but now how do we bring awareness to that? How do we how do we bring cause there's some people that they just don't know about it right i've had conversations with certain people they're just like wow you guys go through i never i never knew about because the awareness isn't really out there and there isn't a place where you know everyone comes together and speaks about these type of things to where it's like okay how do we get founders like you guys more funding how do we like get more investment for your tech starters for these type of things even though your ideas are super great right even though like they say the most richest place is the graveyard because Everybody dies with their ideas because too often we don't feel like we qualified enough to go out there and pitch. And you get and I out are of no our... different than the next person. Mm -hmm. We all just hit, we all make the decisions that we make every day. Mm -hmm. Being in this game is just about acting. You just mm -hmm. have to take action. That's mm -hmm. it. And can I make a statement as a white man? Right, I'm in a different position than an African American. So I'm than an African American business owner. You made a statement that said you have more closed doors. What I would say is that's an opportunity and a blessing to take that as fuel mm -hmm. to push you. 
that I don't have that same opportunity, right? So you take that closed door and you use that as fuel to drive you to push even further. Mm-hmm. Facts, and it's like, really and I hope that that's not offensive, right? No, no, no because no. that could sound like that could sound wrong coming from a white man, yep. mm-hmm. right? And we, and I, I want to. It's interesting because we were talking about that white man thing. It's almost hard for me to say, yeah. But I think we need to keep saying, yeah. And we need to keep identifying Honest. and have difficult conversations because we're all here for the common good, exactly. And we respect each other. Mm-hmm. We all know we're coming from a good place, yep. right? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's like honesty is really the biggest thing. It's like just to be able to have an open dialogue is key because if we don't have these conversations, we can't push the narrative forward. And it's like, um, so what do you see as far as like you know you're in your position, you know, of privilege, being able to be in your space? How do you? How can you really? Um, benefit or help you know the um that african or american entrepreneur you know what, what do you see as like what um in your perspective can you do to push the conversation forward in your communities in your you know in your environment have conversation yeah right so there's action there's people like you and i have to come together and we have to bring in uh other business leaders but i i had an example i had a conversation with a student athlete this this last weekend he happens to be of African-American descent. Mm-hmm. And my perspective, I, I looked at his opportunity and I let him look at things from a totally different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was some good takeaway from him there. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see the follow-up and the follow-through. And I think he, if, if he takes that, good a- that, that right action, and he, he, instead of thinking outside the box, maybe you start creating it. Makes okay. sense. Makes sense. Not nah, And honestly, that's how change is going to ever like happen right Without yeah we have that. to come together and w- it takes action it takes and we can't just talk about it right yeah we actually have to be about it yeah speaking of action right because our podcast we like people getting takeaways from it right what are some actionable things people can do right away if they want to get into the hospitality industry right because there's some of our listeners that are not they just don't want to start an online business they actually want to start a physical retail hospitality business whether it's a boutique store whatever it is right what are some actionable things that they can take from your experience you've seen okay this is happening this is the trend pre like after covid this is where things are heading i think that piece of advice there is where everyone's focused look the other way because when everyone's focused, there's a lot of opportunity here that no one's focused on. And there's there's big opportunity in the area that no one's looking. That's the gaps that I was referring to. There's gaps. People always leave gaps. Like Warren Buffett says in the stock market, when everyone's running, get in. Mm-hmm. When everyone's excited, sell. Yep. It's that same, that same mentality. So people are going to start going in one direction. And, and naturally, human nature is going to put you here. Then that's where you look over here. Because this is all guaranteed to rebound. It's a guarantee to rebound. So I think that if anyone wants to get into business, this is the opportunity. The, the, the thing is, is that times have changed. COVID has fast-tracked technology 10 years in one, in yeah, one year. It's crazy. So <laughs> anything goes right now. Yep. New opportunities. You have, like, if someone's to come to me as a business owner in any one of the four or five businesses that I have and comes to me with a, a new creative idea, they have my attention now than they more than they ever have before. So if you have a creative idea, start pitching that idea. Yep. Start having those conversations. Don't be afraid to change the narrative because the traditional way of doing business is changing and we're in this interesting period where things are going to leapfrog. Yep. And that doesn't natural that doesn't happen all the time. But COVID's a leapfrog scenario to where people are and that's why we see so many organizations that are booming right now. Mhm. They were prepared for it. But then there's also people who acted right away. Acted. 
So that's it. The key is you just got to act. If you've got an idea, start going through the motions. Commit. Commit. You just got to commit. That's what we, yeah, the, we just posted about commit. that. It was like, commit first, figure it out later. Like, that's really? it. The answer is, there's a book. The, the book is called, and I didn't read this one either, but I bought it for the title. Mm-hmm. The book is called The Answer is Yes. How can I help you? Yeah, yep. And it was written by a, an executive chef, and I picked it up when I was on a trip with my mentor in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they were selling the books. I was like, I got to have that one. Yeah. It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. perfect. It yep. says the answer. Yeah. No, that's it. Really, just, you know, do it and just figure it out later. And that's really the model and everything. So that's awesome. Like, So tell me, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. African-American entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. what can a white male entrepreneur yes. do to support change? Great question. Yeah. I think the number one most important thing is opening doors to certain connections, right? Because a warm intro is always the best than to just a random pitch. For instance, let's say um, in your position, someone wants to get into the dental field. You're really well connected in that industry. They come to you, they pitch you, just be like, okay, I know such and such, here's the right connection. And while you're making that pitch, go up to the other person and say, hey, this is a great opportunity. Give them the full attention and do those type of things. I think opening intros is one of the most important things so that's, that's underlooked that's underlooked say it again then. the the power of literally someone can like if me, me and sal we know each other really well he has a higher chance of saying yes if i bring someone to him and say hey this person got a really good idea make sure you listen to him take coffee with them that's way easier than that person just randomly pitching sal and saying like hey Sal, i got this idea what do you think things like that i think that's one of the most important things and if those connections and warm intros start happening, it's really going to change a lot of things. It's ironic that you say that. I put a post out last night mm-hmm. where they talk about, uh, was it Elon Musk who said, or I, I don't remember who it was that said, we have baby showers, let's have business showers. Yeah. yeah. I posted it last night and said, yeah. we need a CEO group of people that That's wants right. to support, support new business coming in. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's on the business side of things, on the social side of things. Mm-hmm. What can someone like I do? Because I'm in a position uh, that I am a, I, I have a reputation. I have access. I have attention. I can get that attention. So what can I do? I want to start changing. The narrative has to change, and mm-hmm. it can't only come from the African-American community. Right, it right. can't just be this check-the-box in corporate world. right? Exactly. You can't just, it can't just be this diversity inclusion. What does it mean at its core? Mm-hmm. What does it represent? Right, right. Exactly. What actionable steps can we take? So what can I do? That would, that would really change the game because then let's say you're connected this person and you're connected with the Timberwolves, then you connect there. If, if literally those people just start opening the doors to their connections that they've been building for like the last 10, 20 years, it'll really, really shift a lot of things. And I can already see the as soon as you connect someone with another person, they're way more interested. They're like, okay. Chris, he doesn't bring a lot of yeah. He doesn't bring a lot of he doesn't bring a lot of people to me. There's there's a reason why he brought this. Let me give him my full attention, and then if they like it, way higher chance rather than a cold pitch. So I've always had success where people connected me with their warm intros or doing a warm email or doing a warm meeting, things like that. It'll really shift a lot of things, and it'll it'll propel that person to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I would say from a social perspective is really just like bringing more awareness to that to your communities too as well. Just having to be able to talk about like, okay, what are the social issues that go on in these types of communities? How are they different? Like, what are the you know just bringing that awareness? 
I think would really be a, a really great um, start, number one, because a lot of times, you know, I used to intern at a, uh, you know, my first job as an internship was I worked for a um, middle-aged white guy, had no idea, never met any Somalis in his entire life, had no clue, you know what I mean? And like, in, it turned out that like, you know, I started working with him, he just, we, I was just always, you know, really hustling every single time, like I'd always be providing, I upgraded his entire business, everything, like just done so much and I expected so little, right, in terms of like, but I just enjoyed what I did and he saw how passionate I was and how passionate I was and he's, and that really changed his mind of the perspective, the initial perspective of he had of our people, right? Of Somalis like that came to the country to steal jobs. That's what his ideal, ideal, you know what I mean? Like that's what it was. And to come to find out, like now, like he absolutely just loves our people and just you know is only hires Somali young Afri kids at his law firm. And it's like it's just that shift that Good created. And it's like you know what I yeah. mean? Like I just created that dialogue, and then he invited me into his circles and they were all they'd never seen a somali kid in their life like you know what i mean like and it's and it's crazy how we live in minnesota but it's like they live out in like the ur, the suburban areas in there and their communities and they're not they're not you know um they're they don't see yeah they're not acclimated yeah. with their community like yeah. i remember i went to attend a day, um a, a brewery event he invited me to in the middle of medina minnesota uh, like I was the only you know what I'm saying like the Somali African kid that was in in that environment and they all looked at me they were just but he was able to intro me in and just to their community and they're like man you're really cool like you know what I mean and it's like I was able to get a lot of business that way I was able to you know expand my business and that was a really eye-opening thing so I think in a from a social perspective that would change a exposing lot. you know really just like educating you know the communities because it's sad to say how in minnesota in a diverse nation a melting pot that we are just outside of the metropolitan area it's completely five not, minutes outside. five, just minutes. five minutes outside it's totally different totally it's a different. completely just yeah like, and you know i think what what's I mean? important there is that starting in those we can start those conversations but i think there needs to be a unified front yeah to mm -hmm. really know like all right, what are those conversations that we're having? Because some people in my position yeah. could be having ignorant conversations that don't actually serve the purpose in the long term. Right, yep. and, and, and I don't knock, like, a lot of times it's just a lack of awareness and it's just mm -hmm. a lack of just knowing. Because once you get to know somebody, you can, because we're all human. We all share the same exact, we all have, you know, siblings and family members and we share the same interests and things and passions. We're all one people. But a lot of times if we are separated in a way, we tend to lose that you know with human nature in our in ourselves like we don't know when, when we don't know we tend to fear and then what happens when we fear then those misconceptions and we make false, and we make assumptions, false assumptions. assumptions so it's like if we can eliminate those things and we can really just like have conversations and have dinners and open like conversations within other communities i think it'll really we can really go far in our social uh in the social dilemma that we live in in the united states you know? Especially, especially in the entrepreneurship field, because in in the entrepreneurship field, you do business with a lot of different people. But if you judge based off of uh, skin color, who knows what opportunity that could have ru like ruined for you? You know, this who is knows? Why I take all the business that I can take, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't necessarily make great profit, because I know that in business it's all about connections yep. yeah it's and about people, people. Yeah. It's about and there's people. plenty of times when i've worked and lost money mm -hmm. i don't work for money though mm. i don't work for money yeah i work for the greater good of the businesses that i have on the social side of things mm -hmm. it's a different story though yeah because yeah, you have a pretty diverse like 
you know staff force you know in your i mean we it's, your... it's it's great mm-hmm. we yeah, have, one of our dental practices we have i think every almost every walk of life that you could have within eight eight people mm-hmm. yeah you know, a muslim a jewish individual yeah. among a white person a latino uh, I mean everything and everything. there's more I mean it's, it's great and, and just, super and, good and, and we don't even notice it we like all, all of a sudden it's one just day naturally, we're like and that's wow the thing. we're so diverse wait yeah. wait that's that that's the thing that we need to start making normalizing where you don't even notice it because yeah. it's normal you're just normally like working with people based off talent not just like oh we need to become more diverse how do we start looking for the that's right so diverse superficial people? that's checking that, the box that's I'm not, the I don't issue. want to check the, I am not interested in checking the box yeah yo, and it's I'm like, just not and that's it, really, to be honest. It's just that's how we really can solve these issues of social, you know. Well, I think that this is a big piece, and I think it needs to be elaborated on because I think mm-hmm. it needs some more substance to it. Exactly. Because right, uh, we can say we got to talk about it, but I think it needs more substance, for actionable substance, yep. like what should be talked about. Mm-hmm. Because I can say, okay, I can talk about it, right? Let me go Let me go talk about this social situation as a white male. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to come with my opinion and my bias, yeah. which may be totally different perspective. I had one of my uh, one of my team members from my valet business mm-hmm. in my office. He was picking up a check two weeks ago. He's a Nigerian guy from London. Mm-hmm. He just came to pick up his check. We had an hour or 90-minute conversation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he said something. And I was like, you know what? He's thinking of it from a totally different perspective than I am. Not that I was saying – I don't think I was saying anything wrong. But his his vantage point is the, the vantage point that needs to be talked about and recognized. Because mm-hmm. from my perspective – it's from my bias. Yeah. Right? So that's where I kind of say there needs more substance. I need that. I need more mm-hmm. for me to feel like I can get behind it. Mm-hmm. My right. opinion is different from we look at things from different lenses. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. And, that, and it all starts with honesty and inner self, like, you know, realization and actualization. Really, that's where it all starts. So I guess, like, that's the key thing. That's how we push this forward. Definitely you know? got to. This year is going to be a big more. change here. Mm-hmm. Really gonna be super important. and we're at the forefront of it this city is like where it all starts and we can really make change happen in the epicenter which is Minneapolis yeah. we've been blessed we've been given the opportunity absolutely and it's our responsibility mm-hmm. and that's if we it. don't recognize it and jump on board it's a it's a it's a failure that's oh. that's crazy guys you guys heard it from here this is the top figure podcast where we have open dialogues about business life and everything today we had Chris come on serial entrepreneur has multiple companies and he really gave a broad perspective on everything that's been going on you guys could have literally taken some of the things he said and apply it directly to your business that's what this podcast is about we give you actionable things thank you guys for tuning in on another episode of the podcast this is episode 36 you know this is the year thank you guys for following along by the way make sure if you stay till the end make sure you guys take a screenshot of the podcast share us on social media tag us that's how we're gonna grow this year we're trying to get to top 100 business podcasts and we could do it with your help so appreciate you guys for supporting listening to the whole podcast uh chris let them know where they could find you what are all your socials um where they can find you on social media and things like that uh, so my social media you know they'll have me tagged here on the instagram i don't yep. do a ton of stuff on social been about results yeah yep. uh, and i know that now i'm recognizing again that i have a, the ability to to influence mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll start working on some of that uh but you know you can find me on the social media here other than that i'm awesome. in my businesses and i'm trying to help people yep. perfect perfect you heard it he's trying to help the people awesome. appreciate you for coming on thanks gentlemen i appreciate it right. peace awesome